0: Welcome to this episode Let's Chat. Coming out and eat quietly from the cat cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, so my wife's asleep in the other room, so I'm trying to do this real uh, quick and quiet because it's pretty late at night when I'm recording this intro. I uh, just want to give a big thanks to Carrie, who is m- one of my new friends, and I just absolutely adore her. She is a wonderful human being as well as a fantastic podcaster. So we met maybe about a year ago. She gave Let's Chat a nice little uh, write-up on her website, allthingspodcast.com. And now she has two great podcasts, Wine and Show and Society Lounge. I believe I am going to be a guest coming up on Society Lounge. I will, you know, keep following me online for not letting you know when that airs. Uh, so it's been wonderful to finally get to talk to Carrie. She's just such a you're it's a short episode because we recorded both episodes in one night so by the time we started doing the let's chat when we're both kind of tired so that's why it's a little short i promise you it's a good episode but she's she's an incredible person i talk a little bit about my job in this one um working in the mental health field and she has talks about what it's like raising a child with mental illness and just what a good person, but uh, we end it with an amazing story that will include John Stewart, David Letterman, John Mulaney, Obama, Biden, and the first ladies. Um, so you gotta stick around to the end, but um, so shout out to Carrie for coming on. Check her out on all her things on the Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff, but her website, allthingspodcast.com. Uh, just go to dot com, our network, and you could our network page, and then you can just right there, you can just find uh, You can find all the links right there. As always, I'm on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast. I have nothing to really report other than I'm watching Luke Cage, and it's fucking amazing. So hopefully, if you're listening to this, let's talk about Luke Cage. And if you want to come on the show and talk about Luke Cage, let me know. Uh, Well, anyway, let's get right to it. Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Quartz and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows, That Popped Us Live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain
1: at Quartzandparts.com. The now I'm in the
0: cause I tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. The opposite of remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner. So I've been listening to Wine and Shout, and yeah. even though you say your name in the beginning, I couldn't figure out which one you were for some reason. I don't know why. So I knew what you looked like from we were Facebook friends, but then I don't know why yeah. I have a hard time latching audio and faces with people. Yeah. It's a weird thing. But your face and your voice completely match. So you talked to me this entire time not knowing who I was. No, I did. Uh, when you turned it on, I figured it out. But like yeah. I listened to the show, even even though you said I'm Carrie and I forget your co-host name off the top of my head. I was yeah. just like you guys would talk. Carrie
1: liked the movie but not as scary. Yeah,
0: but it's just I don't know what it is. I do that with every podcast. Like you hear a voice and I'm like who's who again? Because you're both yeah. like, women with higher-pitched voices and um, I don't know why. But I've really, I really been digging Whining Show. But I want to share with the people listening how we met. Were we okay. in a podcast group that might be, is that, I don't know if it's even still around anymore.
1: I think, I think so. And you privately messaged me and told me about the hashtag. You're like, yes. hey, they will welcome you into this. Like, you kind of took me under your wing.
0: Family, the, I think I yes. just found it. So I think the story that I remember is I remember I was really trying to get, um, so I'm, I'm a music fan, come from that music world, TV fan, um, I really wanted to get like a write-up, like the way you would get like a TV show or an album review. Yeah. And I didn't know how you go about that. The only two I knew about were Split Cider and A V Club and that at that point they weren't writing them up on me. (laughs) And um (laughs) I think that's how I found we got connected because you were you run the blog All Things Podcast and I'm like Oh my god, this is genius. Why is there not a blog for people to do podcast? Uh, to write about these little guys like me and. And,
1: and that's all uh, I want to do. That's all yeah. I want to do. Anytime I ever featured a big guy was only so I could get hooks. Oh yeah, to. You gotta, get readers. To get, so I could get readers in on the little guys. Yeah, you
0: have to. I mean, cause. Yeah. Um, it, it could, every, every week could just be Mark Maron had this great guest or so and so uh. and so and so but um so i think you were the first publication and i'm happy to say that others have followed uh that actually wrote about my show and my numbers awesome. who did you review it was nevin martell because i actually wrote up to the three people that you use because i did like a poll I was like anyone who's listening to this i'm getting a write-up they want me to pick the three best episodes yeah. what do you guys think you, did a vote you
1: wrote yeah, and you wrote me right right away, Good and you were like, oh my god, you're like, I totally just spiked, and it was like a snow day, no less. It was like the mm-hmm. oddest day. Like, there was a huge yeah. blizzard, and I was like, well, I'm glad that worked out for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there was a huge, I don't know if I was on a network at this point, but I think it was Dana Schwartz, Nevin Martell, it. Yeah. and I think someone from a fat Wreck uh, is either Greg yeah. Pratt or Sean Cullen, uh, both great dudes, All all great people. And um, that w- and that was really cool. And I got to write to all of them and say thanks for coming on, and um, kind of keep those relationships going. Yeah. So, and then yeah, so that was that's how we first met, and then we've been like internet friends for like a year.
1: Exactly, and like I said,
0: I kept going because you yeah. you, I was like, I can't let this guy down. Yeah, like there's a gap of time, and I think you wrote me like a really really personal emotional message. I was like, yeah. I'm like. Victoria, that's my wife, Like, look how nice this is I don't even know what I did, I think I was like hey, you should check out Potter and Family because they're nice people and that's all I remember Yeah, doing.
1: and you would be like, hey, follow her and I would get like a random tweet or a random shout out from you and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay I know I need to keep going with this because I really want to just give the little guy, I want to give the yeah. guy who's sitting in his bedroom podcasting a voice, do you remember back in the day when they had those little shortwave radios
0: yeah, like in and Stranger that- Things
1: Yeah. And you'd have people on the shortwave radios in their bedroom and they'd be like listening to the radio coming in or they would do their own radio shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what it that's what it reminds me of.
0: Yeah. It's podcasting is like old time radio.
1: Yeah. And that's why I was like, I want to give the little guy a shot. It's cool. And
0: then then I remember you said you were starting wine and shout and I got real excited about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I felt so good because I was like, I didn't ever want to be in front of the microphone.
0: I never wanted to be in front about, of the microphone. Yeah, I think I, oh my God, I think I asked you on the show like a year ago and you said no. No, I said I would do it, but I never heard back from you. I'm like, well, oh, I'm not going to tell him. Like, sure, I'll come in. God, what an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh,
1: I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to remind him because no, he but... said, hey, would you be interested in coming on the show and talking about the website? I'm like,
0: sure, that would be great promo. Oh, and then I didn't no. hear back from you and that I wasn't like right. the type back then to like be pushy. Well, the, I'm really bad at booking guests. I feel like I ask 10 people and I get three on because like six will say yes and then I just kind of fall off the second it doesn't work yeah. out. and That's more me, just forgetfulness and I'm, I'm kind of a disorganized human being to begin with so like
1: yeah but that that adds to your charm though yeah the fact you're everything I, <laughs> you're everything i thought you'd be and yeah, more
0: the fact that i put one of these out every week still amazes me <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and judd travis still wanted to come on like yeah, he had I, mentioned I, it
0: now i'm thinking back i was like maybe i didn't email him I, that, that
1: was, dude is so solid every week he gives us a shout out on his podcast like our yeah. numbers jumped up just from his love his like podcast love and his like droning texas voice it yeah,
0: was like amazing it. yeah i'm gonna have I, and I think like i listen to a lot of nerdists and like but i come from like a punk i grew up in like a punk rock diy p- scene and i like to apply those ethics yeah. of like so anytime someone comes on my show um i make them my follow friday for until i run out of next people like and i probably did the same with you like i just try anyone who's nice to me that i can remember i just you try to just pay it forward if someone does something That's, nice for you and I then am. good things work out you know that's how I am.
1: I'm like I am not like there's right now a group of there's a I'm not going to name names, but there's a podcast out there that are kind of they're newer on the scene and they're a little self-serving, and we helped them out with I um, they were having an issue with their iTunes thing, and so walked them through on the phone, spent several hours. Oh wow!
0: You're never, serious.
1: never, never gave us a shout out. Never you would think like you would think that like. I heard I listened to one of the podcasts and they were making fun of other podcast names for and of people that were being nice to them. Oh, man. And I was just like, that's that's not what podcasting is about. We're all the now, same team. Like
0: we're all this little crew. And that podcast is This American Life. <laughs> Take that, eyeglass. So, where did all things podcasts come from? That's kind of what I've always been wondering
1: okay so i was i had bought a domain of dmv things to do and i had been throwing around the idea of like i wanted to do something about the dc area and i had fallen in love with podcasts like i was saying before like i they made me laugh i discovered ones about any topic you could think of i I think i did therapy on a podcast i was listening to like my girlfriends became this other podcast on my long commute and i'm like how and i would talk about podcasts like Like, everybody should know it, like these TV shows. And nobody knew what I was talking about. And I was like, well, I need to create a site that will put the name out other than looking up an iTunes new and, new and noteworthy. I was like, there was, I couldn't find any sites about podcasts or recaps or anything about the little guy, you know? So then that's where, and I had no clue about all things comedy network or whatever. Like, I bought the, I bought the uh, domain before I even heard of that network. So I was just like, yeah, so I was just like, oh, what is it about podcasts? Okay, anything you're thinking of about podcasts, I'll put it out there. And I'm not trying to, we're not trying to, because I have like a producer and I have some techie people. Um, we're not trying to be super in the weeds. We present enough information about the site to basically just get you started. Uh, it's not overly technical. It's just... What do we like? Let's put it out there. Who's a cl- who's classy in podcasting? Like I said, I'll, I, I'm a diehard, forever fan of yours because you're classy. Thanks. Yeah, I'm like you. Name it. I'm always out there pimping for you. You, you know, you, you're my hoe. You're my hoe. I'll yeah, hit yeah. the I'll hit the pavement for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be handing out campaign buttons for you. I yeah. was very upset you didn't get Potter and Family of the Week.
0: Oh, I know. I was a little bummed, but. Um, it was uh, nice to be nominated, and that yes. helped uh, out. And I actually don't even know who runs Pattern Family, but those folks are so wonderful and so yeah. helpful. I met so many cool people, and I've gotten some pretty big names. That's how I got, I got the Simpsons writer because of Pattern Family, because I saw him go on a Pattern Family show. Um Thing I like about like you and I do this, and other people like sometimes if you have a good guest, you're like, "Hey man, can I get their email or do this person show?" And it, it's it's a really it's just cool. Like I feel like there's enough shit in the day that isn't cool and that's one of those things that it's it's nice to meet a bunch of non-competitive people and like i'm not competitive the numbers are i mean i'll show my numbers they're not spectacular but i'm i'm happy and that's all that matters
1: if you get i feel like and this sounds cheesy but if i get somebody other than a friend who's willing to listen to me talk because my friends have to listen to me talk So I'm always amazed when my friends are like, hey, I listened to your last episode. I'm like, you have to listen to me talk like you're actually listening to me talk. Or if I get one listener out there that actually listens to a show, I'm still I'm very humbled by it. I'm like, you really will listen to me (laughs) like I'm kind
0: of a mess. I got to this comfortable place where like when I started people I knew listened and then they all fell off. And then and then I, I gained an actual audience that weren't people I know. So now I feel like I do it in this great vacuum where I know all these people all over all over the world, like dead serious. But then, like, my parents or my friends are just like, yeah, whatever. And then it's kind of perfect because I want to be like, say weird stuff.
1: Yeah, I, me too. I a lot of people don't know I do it because I am in the military and I have, like, a public persona. So it's a little bit more of like a... It's kind of a secret for me, and I know eventually it'll get out, but I'm a little bit more undercover about
0: it, yeah, yeah, I've had military people on too, and like it's like the same thing. It's just I had one military guy on and he said something he was like, Can we got that out. I was like, yeah, of course i'm I'm not here to make you look like shit so how yeah, did you're we- trying, yeah you're not trying not trying to get people's career enders. so how did wine and shout come to be? uh
1: so my one girlfriend I'm always ta- I was always referencing podcasts. And I got into like uh, Heather McDonald's and I would design quote cards for them and they would take the quote cards and put them on their their social media and several other people did that. and I always have like really crazy stuff happen to me. Like, I found, like, a secret cousin that was given up for adoption in my family, but nobody will claim her, like, through through 23andMe. So, 23andMe has been blowing up family secrets since 1993. (laughs) So, it's, like, weird stuff like that always happens, and my girlfriends would always be like, oh, you should have a podcast, you should have a podcast. I'm like, no, who's going to listen to me, and how do I have a podcast by myself? And then, uh, so my one girlfriend one day, I was telling her a dating story or something, and she's like, oh, you should put that on your podcast. I'm like, I was like, only if you do it with me. And a couple minutes later, she came back to me. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, I'll do it. Because she had a heart attack at like 30. Oh so God. she was in uh, – am I allowed to swear on your podcast? Uh, encouraged. Okay. She was like in zero fucks mode. She's like – put me on there. Put me in coach, put me in coach, you know? So we just started this podcast out of like having fun. Like we drink wine and we, we do a lot of audio people watching. We're all about hearing people's stories. We even got a furry on recently where the people that dress up in the furry costumes. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. So we were just like enthralled. Like you would have thought we had like got the president on.
0: That's so you guys don't mind going and talking about weird sex stuff.
1: No, no. And, with her, with the with the furry, she says only ten percent of it is sexualized, but I'm a little doubtful.
0: Yeah, I, I, a little skeptical. Power to them. I'm not as long as you're not hurting anyone, that's all I kind yeah. of care about. But I was teasing.
1: I was teasing Nikki. I was like, "Do you think we should go in undercover and like figure this to. out? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I want to be like a fox or something. We we're trying to come up with what characters we could
0: be. Yeah, I don't know much about furries outside of an episode of, of like, the one of two episodes of Entourage I ever watched.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, and I found, I got a polyamorous chick to come on that was really telling us what it was like having a husband, a girlfriend, and a,
0: a boyfriend. I don't have the time for that, which is probably the lame joke they hear all the time. Um, How does it work out for them? Are they happy?
1: Yeah, but I was like, I can't even get one guy, let alone, like... Like you yeah. hold it down with like three of them.
0: I'm Mr. Monogamous or single. There's no in between. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. It was either single, 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 single girlfriend, fiance, wife, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I, I've been really digging Whining shout. You guys are fun and you're pretty open and you're very – you guys are always happy. Is that your natural state? completely and
1: sometimes i feel bad because i feel like we have even more fun when we're not on the podcast
0: yeah yeah do you ever have that like oh we should save this for the podcast yeah exactly i'll shut her down i'm like don't
1: say it now don't say it
0: now no i I, but you guys you guys also talk about some pretty serious stuff um i think i was telling you that like so i work in the mental health field too so like i was totally connected to with that i don't know is that something you talk about
1: yeah, what did you – did you listen to the episode about the your, mental
0: hospital? Yeah, your son?
1: Yeah, so that's kind of what drove me to have the podcast is that – because, again, I always wanted to be behind the mic and just be a supporter of the community. Is that my – I for three years, I dealt with mental health issues and my son, he was diagnosed with PTSD. Mm-hmm. And a lot of how it manifested was anxiety and experimentation with, like – Self, uh, self-harm self and self-medication, such yep. as Adderall, marijuana, and all that, which I know you see in the hospitals. So uh, Kiernan went to nine mental hospitals. Two of them were six months apiece. I would say probably about 95% of the people in my life had no clue what I was going through. Yeah, no one ever does. No, I was going through. Nobody even knew he was in the hospitals. I was commuting four hours each way every weekend to go see him. Jesus. And during the week as well. And so I saw a lot of what was going on in the hospitals, positive and negative. To be honest with you, I really credit a lot of why he is here today with some of the staff that he encountered. I also saw a lot of abuses in certain hospitals mm-hmm. that now have pending charges. Good. And um, and I I actually spoke up about it which I wasn't was because I wanted other pa- I was so naive and I wanted other parents to know that they were allowed to ask questions when you're putting your kid into a hospital at the age of 12 years old mm-hmm. that you're not going to be seeing they're going to be administering booty juice they're going to be you know locking oh, them down just, and putting yeah. them in restraints. Yeah. Like these were these were I thought it was like going to be a clinical situation where it was like almost a punishing situation mm-hmm. because they don't know how to separate the du- uh, juvenile delinquents from the, the mental health prison population often
0: becomes like it almost becomes like a prison because it's like we it gets like you're being but it's like you know.
1: Yeah, and then he was 12 and 13 years old so he did two stints of 6 to 7 months apiece. Of those nine mental
0: hospitals. How's he doing now? How old is he?
1: Older? He's 16. He actually has his own podcast. Aw. I'll plug it. He does. He does. He does. He uh, had a sports one, but he just recently stopped that one because he wants to do one about his life.
0: So So, does he know about... Uh, like he said he to... would come on your show. He I said would he would love come that. on your show.
1: Yeah, and he'll talk about anxiety. He'll talk about weed. He'll talk about the mental hospitals. Like yeah. he has no filter. Like he will tell you the real just deal. Like his mama. Yeah, exactly. Like we own our shit. Basically, yeah. we're all about just owning it. Chris Heron, the basketball player, sent him a book after hearing our episode about him.
0: Wow. So, like, does do you guys have? Like, so we work, I work with peer specialists who are, like, I yeah. work with adults, but they're adults with lived experience or who who've gone through recovery, still in recovery, and then they work with other people. I don't know if those kind of things exist down there, like community mental health programs. Yeah,
1: the, he, they don't really at uh, his age, but that's why he's doing the podcast.
0: Yeah, once he hits 18, eight more services he's like, will think... open up. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And he's very well-spoken, <laughs> and okay. so, and, uh... Yeah, and he's been through so many – this sounds terrible, but between all of his hospitals and his partial hospitalizations, like, he knows a lot of the therapeutic speak, and he knows about, like, group – so for him, when he does speak about it, he's like – I feel like, Mom, kids, if I wish I had heard this podcast when I was my age because it would have helped me, but it also helps the parents because he sells out the kids. He's like, check their phones. He's like, you guys were so naive when I was doing weed. You guys were so naive when I was snorting Adderall. You guys were so naive when I was cutting, Um, trying Molly. I mean – how much was accessible in the medicine cabinet. I mean, he, I, we, our eyes were open. It was nothing like when we were younger. No. And, it's, and you it's, probably it. see it. You probably
0: see it with what, where you work. It's like no fault to you guys who are a parent either, but like people like, you know, there's a lot of talk now, about like the opiate epidemic, if you will. And it's, it's tough because, um, my only personal issue is with is like, no one gave a shit about the opiate epidemic until it started hurting middle class white kids. So yeah. that's tough. But um. Yep. But yeah, it's it's definitely there. I mean, they just make it easier for kids to get drugs than ever, and then wonder why they do them.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> like, well, we never did that. We ne- when I was younger, you didn't have the the pills like, and no, and those, I was, like,
0: kind of came. A, no, ecstasy was popular when I was in high school, but I didn't do it. But that started pills started becoming the next thing. Like when I smoked weed, I had to cough. When I drank a beer, I had to taste it. When I did, I never did heroin. But if I did heroin, I had to use a needle. But a pill, you just yeah. take a pill. And yeah. addiction is so real, and it cuts across every race and gender, every class. Like I've met some of the wealthiest people I ever meet in my life in recovery. It, it, it blows my mind. It and every day it doesn't get away from me. Um, well, I'm happy for your son doing well, but I and I know he's got a lifetime ahead of him. Like hopefully he wasn't too much trauma. He had to endure too much trauma from the hospital because they're not exactly places that you want to be oh, completely, completely no they're not no he had
1: to have therapy from some of the hospitals he went to <laughs>
0: yeah <it's, and laughs> he had to have therapy for the therapy yeah yeah no my friend dwight who's on my network runs a podcast called the broken brain and it's like a mental health podcast and yeah. it's really he's really fun because he's a fellow like comedy lover and yeah. so it's like mental health with a dose of comedy and um it's it's interesting like i feel like i've learned a lot from it
1: I think, I think tragedy plus time equals the best humor. So, Karen and I kind of joke around sometimes about hospitals or like I even had them on my podcast and we were kind of joking around. And I know if you didn't know it, you'd be like, these people are so sick, but we have to laugh about it. We we... have to laugh about it. We, we, otherwise we'd cry.
0: We joke about the most disgusting things at work. The stuff that I've worked with, um, people who are in the media I've worked with sex offenders I worked with uh uh you know I've worked with people who hit their wife and like it's it's weird and you you have to laugh at it because it's just so funny (laughs) like yeah and and but then your your standard of like humor is different because we're a fan my fan of humor is like you can make anything funny it just it, the rule for me is like it shouldn't be on the victim. Like rape can yeah. be hilarious, just don't make fun of the woman who was just raped. Like exactly, your job is yeah. the comedian is to take that situation and 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 process it in a funny yeah. way.
1: Yeah, that's where Karen and I always say, we always know we're over something if we can laugh about it. Mm-hmm. So we'll laugh about the argument we just had, or we just had a relapse over the weekend, because people don't get, like,
0: it you never can get ends. through all
1: this stuff, but no, no, it doesn't, and he just had a major relapse over yeah, the weekend, he and, He's 16. and then... Yeah, so he had. I mean, co- like cops, hospitals, everything we were involved. In. And yeah, so, of but then he's like, and you, then when you just
0: said relapse. I know the entire picture in my head. So the way it works, if someone will get hospitalized, and they get discharged. That's when they come and meet me, and that's when I usually meet people in the afterwards, and I read the paperwork. Yep. But I've worked in group homes. I've done all that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you totally. You know my. You know you yeah. know my cycle. Like, and you know my fans.
0: When people come and sit with you, and be like, you know, I had this. Re- I, I always tell clients the first time I meet them was like, listen, your story is unique, and it's your it's your everything. I just want you to know that I've heard everything in the world twice over so nothing you say to me is going to surprise me when you talk about your childhood sexual abuse or the fact that you relapsed or did something that you're embarrassed by huh? not going to phase me a little bit talk yeah. about talk about the horribleness or the greatness like I don't care if you did drugs this weekend let's talk about how can we go forward like yep. rel- relapse isn't the end of the world everyone a lot of people relapse it takes a long time to get off of that
1: and I tell Karen and I'm like Karen you're going to
0: stumble yeah he was doing so good but i'm like it's a slip not a fall yeah you're
1: like this little toddler running out there after Mm. having all these hospitalizations you don't think you're gonna you know it's the way you pick yourself back up that matter that's
0: when i started the drugs and all his friends are gonna start the drugs and and yeah i mean he sounds like honestly the fact that he could talk to you is everything
1: yeah but it was really funny because the next day he's like he tried to crack a joke with me and he's like, he looked at me out of the corner of his eyes, like, too soon. I'm like, yeah, can we just at least get like 24 hours out and then we can start joking about it? Yeah. You know, we'll recover from it then.
0: Well, I wish him the best of luck with everything and the journey he's on. And I just think he has yeah. the making to be a stand up comedian because of his mental health issues yeah. and how funny his yeah. mom is. So I Yeah, think he's and good. he's
1: always like. He's like and he's some he's he's seen some real cases and his big thing is always like thirty five on the field, number one in his heart. (laughs) That's all that matters.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna be a comedian essentially. Uh so have him start writing his material now and we can help him flesh it out. (laughs)
1: Exactly, exactly. But I have to give you a lot of credit for what you've done in the hospitals because, like I said, I just think it's so not acknowledged. Like people do not get how widespread the mental health field is now, and how much work it is, and the, the, how heavy yeah. it is. You can get burnout. Really, yeah, I work
0: easily. on a hospital campus, but I don't work for the. I actually work for the only program of its kind that exists in the entire country where intensive outpatient services for private health insurance Uh, were the first in the country, Uh, hopefully eventually a national one. So it's actually really cool. So they work with me.
1: Is it like a full-day program? Nope.
0: It's a little different. So people. how does it work? People live in the community. They have their lives. I only work with adults, but like, so they meet with me. I'm the case manager and then they have a clinician and then, an, uh, which is a therapist and a med prescriber. And the okay. three of us all work as a team with clients. So, um, yeah, it, usually you see this more community mental health for like in the nonprofits, but we're, so we're the first for it's, it's a really great program. It, it's really revolutionary and it's, it's fucking awesome. So yeah, like. Imagine if the person prescribing your son's med and his therapist knew each other and talked about how to help better care for him.
1: Yeah, that's what my son did. He went to a, at Fort Belvoir. He went to a yeah. partial hospital. So he went all day long and he had group school, the therapist, the yeah, counselor. Yeah. So
0: it like, was stop shop. So we'd be considered a step down from that. So okay. you'd go to the hospital. Often you do partial. And then when you leave partial, you go back to life and then you meet with us on a weekly to monthly basis.
1: Oh, that would and be and that's a, up to 100%. a year,
0: and then you go completely outpatient.
1: Because we do so many doctors' appointments, it's like mm-hmm. insane. And then yeah. we have like we go to AA, we go to all that stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then we do like our clients pay one copay for the month, and they could see an unlimited amount. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I think it's going to be the next thing. Uh, it's it's cool. I, I I actually really like where I work, and I've had jobs where I didn't like where I work, or I would be ashamed to say where I work, or you know just. I don't know. Yeah. You feel like you're supposed to be at a certain point in your life, like to keep up with the Joneses thing, and it's hard not to feel that way. But it, it feels. Dude, good that's to be my life
1: with. every day. That's yeah. my life every
0: day. I'm supposed to. I don't even own a house or anything. I don't own a house, and I'm like, well, I'm not, and I'm like, well, I don't really want to own a house right now. So you
1: can't you can't measure against anybody? I was just yeah. talking to this chick the other day. You would actually like her if you ever wanted her on the show. The bicycle she- one. Yes, isn't that an amazing story? Did you read her
0: book? I just read the bio that you wrote, and then I saw The Church of God. It was like, it's in my playlist of what to listen to next.
1: Yeah, she was raised in the Children of God cult, which there's tons of, like, stories about.
0: Now, is, are they the weird sex one? Yes. And I, and I guess we have to be more specific, huh?
1: Yeah, they had child <laughs> pornography. Like, the women would go do flirty fishing. They were sent out in the community to get money and get new recruits through sex. And they lived in communes. Is this like in
0: South America?
1: So, yeah, John, um, the River Phoenix and all them were in it. The family was oh, in it.
0: Yes, and I just watched this Tony Robbins documentary. And there was a woman, I think, from the same church. Yes, that the... was it. A okay. couple
1: celebrity families were in it. And then got out. Because they all lived in communes all over the world. So she was hmm. raised in that. She leaves the cult. And then... She starts her own foundation because she wants to, like, help people get out of the cult, and she wrote a book about it. Mm. And then she decides at the age of 30, I'm going to go travel around the world on a bike. Never rode bikes, never knew how to fix a bike, never did any of that stuff. And 30, you know, how many days later, at the age of 30, she broke the Guinness World Book of Records for bicycling
0: Damn.
1: around the world.
0: I, I was like, I feel like, a and... oh. <laughs> I feel like a failure. I feel like a failure. I'm 32, and uh, the biggest accomplishment today I did is I played Pokemon Go.
1: Did you finish? <laughs>
0: have
1: you got all the characters yet? Uh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, you're a failure.
0: <laughs> I'm a failure. Hey, I'm you know what, though? Is. That game is so helpful for mental health because I actually play that with clients. Because yeah, I play yeah. on my own, love the game, and then I, I use it to meet with clients to go out who have a hard time, who isolate and need help getting out. So we go out, and we go to the park, and we play Pokemon Go, and we meet people, and we talk, Aww. and it was ton of fun I met with a client today we had oh god we had so much fun it was like i'm like i'm getting paid for this shit
1: oh man i'm jealous i
0: hatching my eggs <laughs> so what do you watch like media what are you watching on tv
1: um i am a little ashamed to say i do watch some reality shows
0: you know what's weird i just assume you did by your happiness
1: yes because yeah. they always make little better about myself
0: because you're like <laughs> Fuck you, Omarosa. That's how out of date I am with yeah, reality shows. Yeah, I do
1: like Impractical Jokers, too. I'm not going to lie. I was really good. I'm a little cheesy on that. I do like I do like Impractical Jokers if I ever need a laugh. And then recently I just got into some uh, shows like Stranger Things. I'm kind of a fan of that. Like, can't yeah, wait I for
0: really, too. I really dug that show. Like, big time dug that show. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with that.
1: And then recently I've been watching, like, Twitter feeds to try to find new shows to watch because I've really been getting into some of, like, the dramas. Like, I don't – I want to – I mean, I'll always love my rally shows because they make me feel better about myself. But mm-hmm. I really dug Stranger Things, so now I'm kind of looking for what other shows can I watch? Because I'm a class, yeah. I'm kind of a closet dork. Like I have over 400 documentaries on history and yeah, it's, I love
0: documentaries. Do you? I want. I'm rewatching The West Wing for the upteenth thousandth time. Uh, that's a good show to binge that, watch on the Netflix
1: yeah I'm all I love binge watching I think that's a, I'll almost not watch shows anymore just so I could binge watch because mm-hmm. then I know I'm like I can watch the whole thing at once the other thing I started watching did you watch the uh, Netflix documentary who took Johnny no what's that okay the story of Johnny gosh boy it was uh it was really well made documentary and the sort of scale and the uh the uh, the um Apex and the Abyss podcast covered it, but the, hmm. I was really surprised not more podcasts talked about it. Uh, and when I heard it on Sword and Scale, I kind of thought the mom was a little nuts until I watched the podcast. She on the, who took Johnny? He was delivering papers one day and he got taken from delivering his paper route and then they Jeez. think he was, they think he was put into like a child sex ring. Mm-hmm. And then they were trying to say whether that was true or not, and whether the story was true. Are they breaking this open in Nebraska and Iowa? And Iowa never interviewed the person that said he took them, who was a convicted child molester. Like it's a whole big story. But the way they did the documentary was really well made. You like, well, well, um, like it?
0: I'd like to check that out. Um, I know we're doing a little bit of a compressed episode because yeah. uh, for anyone listening, we just recorded an hour before this. Yeah. But you're definitely coming back. But before you do go, can you yeah. tell us that awesome story you told me on your podcast that okay. when I was just on about meeting Obama and Jeffrey Ross and David Letterman and everyone? Because I think that was too good to not share.
1: OK, so I was at work one day and they were like,
0: listen, uh, do you at work? You're in the military. Yes. I was in so the... this isn't okay. like my job doesn't have Obama show up. Yes. <laughs>
1: and my my desk overlooks uh air force one so i see it take off all day long and we get very wow yeah so we get really angry when they shut down the gates because it's always like lunchtime for when the plane comes in fucking obama can't he get your lunch does he get you snacks no what the what the f man so we we were we were told like hey they have some passes here's an invitation so we get this little like card and uh we we go out on the flight line we go through security like a uh, secret service or whatever got a full barbecue and i got seated in like practically like the front row biden uh obama all their wives which you never see all four of them on the same stage never they come out they said give a shout out to the uso and then david letterman came out looking like moses he was leading his people 40 years through the, through the desert because I'm telling you, the beard he had, he's grown since retirement is insane. John Stewart came out. He was, uh, he was uh, the emceeing the show. Judd Apatow was really funny. They had another guy there that you would know right away because he's on another show. Same with another uh, ethnic guy from, I think he's on like Steve Colbert. He's one of the up and coming comedians. They had uh Dave Ross came out, really classic guy. John Mullaney came out. Uh so they had a stand up of like at least six or seven guys. And then after the show they came out and met us.
0: So you got to meet Obama and all those people. Who were you the most starstruck by?
1: Um I kind of have a thing. well A little bit of – I kind of had a thing for John Mulaney. I have a little bit of a girl crush on him. But I thought David, I thought Dave – the roaster guy, because I kind of grew up knowing who he was and stuff. I probably – and Judd Apatow was so funny, and he was like, you probably don't give a shit about me, but I kind of produced, written, whatever, directed probably all the movies you know. But he was really classy about it because he kind of was just like, I'm the little guy
0: in this whole lineup. Yeah, yeah, that's so great. Uh, so please, Carrie, please come back on the show so we can Definitely. do a proper full episode. Definitely. And, uh,
1: and I need a second glass of wine because that's when yeah, yes. I actually get fun. I don't get yes. drunk. I get fun.
0: No, you're very fun. Uh, so where can people find you online?
1: Um, I am with my co-hosts. We're at Wine and Shout Pod on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And then we that's our podcast. And then I also have a new podcast launching, which really is just the purposes of featuring uh, podcasts and to uh, cross-pollinate Audiences, which is at All Things Pod.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and I'll let you know when this goes up. Thank you. All right, now let's make sure I save all this. <laughs> Did you know that listening to Let's Chat with Revelin Friends
1: can improve your memory, problem-solving skills, and ward off Alzheimer's? Hello, everyone. This is Dwight Hurst from the Broken Brain Podcast. It's a weekly podcast about mental health, psychology, and psychotherapy. And unlike the spurious claims I just made about listening to this show, we actually try to talk about things that are researched and just true. If you believed the things I just said about Let's Chat with Revelin Friends, it probably would come true. That's called the placebo effect.
0: My own experience has been that when I talk to Chris or listen to his show I always walk away feeling like a little bit better a little bit smarter and like the world is a little bit better place to be anecdotal evidence that all my claims are true so tuck yourself in and sit on back and listen to a great episode right now of let's chat with revel and friends take it away chris